Crowell here. Today we review a golden lager and discuss the I Promise School. And welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. What's on your mind today? Well, Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. It is. They're in the playoffs. Uh-huh. The, the, the Baltimore Orioles are going to be in the playoffs for the, or, or won the division. And the Ravens are doing well. And the Ravens are doing well. So, mm -hmm. Baltimore sports wise, so there's lots to cheer about. Yes. When it comes to spiking crime rates. Uh huh. Uh, corruption. Now, the previous mayor who was run out for corruption yes. is going to run again. Okay. And probably has a good chance. Yeah. So that's that's what you're facing. Mm -hmm. And uh, you would maybe maybe education. Maybe maybe that's where we could find a glimmer of hope beyond the Wouldn't that be uh, nice? beyond sports. Yeah. Well, you're not going to find it right here in front of you. It, it, this is the public schools. 13 schools, Yeah, that's 40% of the schools, Okay. are not doing so well in math. Not doing so well by what's like, what's the rule here? What, how, how right, so you would well. say, what's, what's, what's failing? Like uh, under six, under 50%? That no, no, failing? no, it's fa failing. Because back, back in our day, 90 to 100 was an A, oh, 80 to 90 so was B. So 59 is still failing. Yeah, 59 is failing. All right, go down, go lower. Okay, uh, I don't know, 30. Eh, eh, no, uh, lower, lower than that. Lower yeah. than that about, I don't know, 10. <laughs> okay, zero. Zero. So, <laughs> zero students. 13 schools could not produce a single student who tested proficient in math. Wow. And that's, so, but of course, these are, the, the truancy rates are terrible. Yeah. So, let's figure the number of students... Who didn't even show up the day of the test? Yeah, well, I, I. So, so those numbers. So, so I mean, I mean, you can't go below zero. But what I'm saying is, so the students show up, they do very poorly. There are kids who would have done even more poorly had they even shown up. Yeah. There's only it's only a one, two, three, or four score. Seventy-seven percent got a one, which means you wrote your name on the paper. Yeah. These are bad. These are these are. <laughs> so what are they doing in the class? That mean, they, they can't be handing out condoms all the time, <laughs> right? Right. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Now, I, I did notice on the on on this article that ten percent of the or some number of students, a significant number of students, are only there ten percent of the time. So, I, what does that what does that mean? Ten percent <laughs> of the time, one day in ten. That's one day every two weeks they're in school. I mean, what what could you possibly learn? You yes. couldn't you couldn't learn you know macrame yeah. if you were only there once. I, every I two can't weeks. imagine only going to school one day every two weeks. <laughs> you could what, learn what kind of tic tac toe yeah. if you went every. So, but the you know when you're talking about, it's not like it's not like they were passing before they got to the grade that they're in. Right? So they've been, they've been failing all the failing way. Failing and moving on mm -hmm. in grades yeah. for years. And what, what possible hope do these kids have to be anything? You know, they can't, they probably can't read. They can't add. They can't do, have, they have no skills. What are they going to do? Yes. Yeah, so, so why would you, 
What, what's, what's, what's Why would you point? hire somebody who went to one of these schools? Yeah. Yeah. And could you, these kids, these How kids, can you uh, all going to drop out? I don't know. Or, or can you, or, or can you perform like this, not show up, not pass anything, and still get a diploma? Probably. Pro- probably they'll get diplomas. But I don't know what. How do you hire them? No, just forget it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing wrong. Right. But this ain't it. Okay. I'm thinking somebody, if somebody would step up with a fresh approach. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that would show. Well, we do have a candidate. Yes, we do. Thank you, Mister LeBron James. Mister LeBron James, which is billionaire, who uh, who went to from Akron, Ohio, still lives in Ohio. Uh, You know, he's about to retire. Mm -hmm. He wants, you know, he's a competitive man. Yeah, you don't just you, you don't just retire and do nothing. Just because you're a billionaire. Yeah. So And he didn't get to be the man that he is by being somebody who just sits around and does nothing. Yeah. yeah right. So he takes on projects. He's a hardworking guy. And so what is what is his project is the I Promise School. And it uh, welcomed 240 third and fourth grade students with the plan to expand grades through eight, little by little. Yeah, but not just any 240 students. They... They particularly picked students who were either had a disability or had had problems. They'd been testing poorly on on other dis- so disadvantaged. Yeah, so they're all, they're already behind. Yeah, and he's trying to give them a, a leg up. And the, the investment that they're making in these students—they're giving them free tuition, free uniforms, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, free transportation within two miles to the school, a free bicycle and helmet, access to the the food pantry for their family, guaranteed tuition for all graduates at the University of Akron, and they have special assistance to help their parents get their GEDs. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of investment in trying to help these kids do well. That really is. Did you see any pictures of the school? No. The school looked beautiful. Really? All kinds of inspirational Art and you know sayings, raised lettered sayings on right. the walls about you know you can be anything. Today you come into a clean school, right? Very very nice. And so they're trying to change the environment, change their home environment. Right. There there's a what is they what do they call it? James's vision for a more holistic and equitable form of education. Yeah, and the, the idea is to make the kids feel at home. This actually is a. It's a longer school day. Yes. It's, it's nine a nine to, five. nine to five. And it's a longer school year, too. They, they take more breaks staggered throughout the year. So they're trying to make this like home for these kids. Right. Our goal is to let every single kid know that they are special and starts with addressing everything they're going through before they even step foot in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's a whole child approach to learning that recognizes when a child's basic needs are met at home, they can remain entirely focused on their education, that's that's the that's the idea. So, so that's that's you know that sounds great. I've got here is this is uh, so after one year, it says within the first year the school saw ninety percent of its inaugural class meet or exceed growth goals in reading and math. Okay, well that's certainly better than Baltimore. <laughs> yes. yes, 
Yes, it is. Uh, so I think, you know, in the future, we should really imagine that some great things are going to come. And so what the whole pl the plan is, hopefully, to create a model, yeah. right, that will be, you know, expanded and, you know, maybe you up, what, how, what do they say, scaled up, mm -hmm. you know, because right now it's just one school. It's, it is it is a, uh, it's a public school. Yeah, so the, with the, additional mon money from the LeBron James Foundation. Right, so this principal said, we are going to be that groundbreaking school that will be a nationally recognized ah, that's model a, that's a for urban and for. public school excellence. Right. We are letting people know that it's about a true wraparound support, true family integration, and true compassion. That's, that's well, the goal. Sounds pretty good. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I think there was one other thing. This, we want to create an environment of family and not like a workplace. Um, well, there's, there's, there's just a, what? Hold on. What was the other the other things they've got? Yoga, okay. de, you know, de-stressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kids shouldn't have stress. Yeah. So there's de-stressing. There's the, the food pantry. You said, and uh, I think a lot of this is based on LeBron's own experience apparently when he was in school he was struggling until frank and pam walker uh took james in and encouraged him to focus on his education at a city school in akron so he's trying he's saying look this is what made a difference in my life i want to make that same difference in other kids lives right then he went on to a catholic school yeah basketball right yes so he's now trying to act in that role by donating millions to the project and securing support from corporate and educational sponsors. But there is one thing I'm a little disturbed about about these stories. Right. Uh, What's that? Uh, the dates. They all. They oh. All, they all say like 2018. That one is. That's that's from 2018. This yeah, one. Mine, this first year is. A, is it, uh, oh, this says 2019. Okay. Yeah, mine are are all 2018. Okay. So, uh, do we have anything newer? Well, I just want to say this. About the about the new right the, new, the the whatever you know, the the successes of this because, uh, you know, how can it not be successful given mm -hmm. given, uh, given all of this? But my my, well, I, I don't want to pour cold water on this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, with all of these resources, yeah. with all of this money, mm -hmm. is it actually scalable? Mm. Is it actually repeatable? Can you de designate could walk across the entire city yeah. or even a or this is just the Akron school system. You know, what about the Cleveland school system? Could you it just Can see, you get enough billionaires to support enough schools like this? Uh, to, yes, yeah. yes. So, I mean, what, whatever the great, I'm sure the outcomes are, are excellent, but I'm just saying don't get your hopes up too high. Because you're not going to have there. enough money. Yeah. Right. So, uh, all right. So, so yes. Yeah, so, okay. Here, yeah, so five, there's so a newer five one. Years. Yeah. Here's a newer one from, from NPR. Yeah. Um, the inaugural class of third graders at LeBron James supported I Promise School in Akron will soon start eighth grade. And for each of the last three school years, wait a minute, none of those students have scored proficient in Ohio's math proficiency test. No, none. None. Where I'm coming from is that we keep talking about the resources, the resources, the resources that we're putting into the I Promise School, and the kids at the other schools don't have anywhere near the same number of resources, and yet the difference there is that uh, they're getting they're getting an education. They're actually doing okay. So what what's going so on? So they're here? doing better. They're doing better without the resources. Without the resources, without the true wraparound support, without school opportunities, without regulating their emotions and development of self self awareness, without their dedication to 
love and care because the principal said that the goal, which I you would think would be to pass the tests. Yeah. No, the goal was never that. It was to teach students how to love. Oh, to teach them how to love. Yes, to teach them how to love. Okay. So apparently not to pass tests or learn yeah. math or reading. Yeah, what's the square root of nine? Oh, it's uh, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So not the, apparently not a single eighth grader at the I Promise School in LeBron started in Akron, Ohio, uh, has passed their state math test in three years. Uh, I, I have uh, eight point two percent of seventh graders were deemed proficient in English. Eight point two. Yes, well, which was Baltimore. Yeah, State. which was better than math, which where there was one percent rate. One percent. So wow. this is this is so this, teaching love isn't teaching now, them to do math. Granted. Granted, they took, you know, troubled kids, mm -hmm. but you, you'd expect something. You'd expect this, this level of resources, interacting with the families, de-stressing, the love fest, the right. esteem boosting, mm -hmm. is producing nothing to the point where the, 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 school, the school board members are, are like, for three years, not one child passed the state math test. Not one for three years. Well, I you this know is, this, this is this this is coming from you know the school system itself, which I'm sure was applauding this thing all along. But at some point, they got to go. Well, show me something. Yeah, you know th this is all very disturbing. But one thing that's even more disturbing is I don't think we've said a word about this beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm halfway done. Yeah, I know. so what, what is the spirit that we're drinking today, and why are we drinking it? Yes, we are on our quest to find the most delicious non-alcoholic beer available for yes. those who want to, choose to, have to. Right, yes. And this is Sam Adams, and Sam Adams is a reliable brewer. I don't think I've anything, had anything from Sam Adams that wasn't good. Right. And this is okay. called Gold Rush, non-alcoholic golden, crisp, clean, and refreshing. Supposed to be a, a golden lager, it says, with a subtle malt sweetness and German hop character. So. I will give you, I will give you the sp spicy German hop character. Mm -hmm. Malty sweetness is a little tough to find. Yeah, but, not getting a lot of malty sweetness. But a little maltier than than the Oktoberfest beer we had in another. It show. is. That's yeah. because it's this fattening. Big fat beer. Yeah, hundred calories. Hundred calories, <laughs> which is Oktoberfest was thirty. Yeah, and we have run across tens. Actually, yeah, exactly. The partake has has some that are ten calories, which is just astonishing. I don't know how they do that. Come on. Yeah, but anyway, this this one is perfectly nice. It has there's a tiny touch of citrus flavor to it, and it is it is clean and refreshing. But I'm not getting the malt sweetness. I'm not either. But I'm I'm um. Kind of liking it. I'm kind of liking it. I'm I'm probably, I don't know. We, we might be at twelve now. Mm -hmm. I'm putting it in the upper half. Definitely in the upper upper half. Yeah, yeah. It has a nice flavor to it. Yeah. But it, once again, it's missing something. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that lovely ingredient. Yes, it is. It shall is. not be named. You, you, <laughs> you definitely, when you drink this, you say there's something missing from this beer. <laughs> but, but given that. Given that. Given that, still. Sure, okay, that's so that's going to be the case with all of them. This is supposed to be beer in conversation with Big Weed and Girls. Yes, so now, yes. Okay, we, got, we got the beer part. We got the beer part taken care of. But gosh, and the, the glowing, the glowing, 
accolades. Yeah. yeah, and everything else. Michelle Obama was saying that he's was praising him, saying he's a, a, a role model on and off the court. And apparently LeBron, I didn't know this until doing some research for this show. Apparently LeBron is a bit of a of a social media or a social critic, and he does a lot of loudmouth talking. Yes, yes, it's a it's a it's a shame because here's a guy who is you know beloved by all, by many. Yeah. Fantastic ball player, mm -hmm. philanthropist, a guy who has you know, turned his millions into billions. Mm -hmm. You know, he's very savvy. He's yeah. taken, you know, he's known how to. Uh, Develop his own image. Yeah, you know, smart guy. Why he feel needs to? So, but it's hard to then weigh in on your victimhood and oppression. Yeah, and that gets a little old coming from a guy like that. Yes, you know. Yeah, and so here he is, uh, know it all, an outspoken critic on social issues. Well, daggone it, I guess I have to take care of this myself. <laughs> okay, and. Yeah, and, no, and of course. So why did this go wrong? <laughs> what? I, I guess the one the one most obvious thing to me is resources are not the problem because we spend we spend an enormous amount of money already on resources money for public and, schools. Yes, it's uh, money doesn't do it. You could put you can put a computer in every kid's lap. And you know, buy them fancy uniforms and give them a filet mignon for lunch. It's not going to educate them. No. So, so what else is? I mean, I didn't know about this. Teaching them to love was the goal. That was that was kind of interesting. Well, there yes, there does seem to be a lot of emphasis on you know feelings and. Self-esteem, self and we've talked about the. You know. Yeah, I don't remember anybody saying the word self-esteem ever until <laughs> I don't. And I probably never even heard the concept until I was seventeen or something. Uh, we never were taught anything about self-esteem, and I, I get the impression from this school that it's all about feeling positive about yourself. And actually, there was a statistic I saw a couple of years ago where they. They measured American school students against school students in other countries. Yes. And the American school students tested awful in math and reading and everything else, but they tested very well in self-esteem. <laughs> like the Japanese kids didn't have any self-esteem, but they could do math. Right, yeah. And it's like, so how, how'd you do? I got a 52. And how do you feel about that? Pretty good. <laughs> really? Well, I'm, I'm probably not. You're not allowed to tell them you shouldn't because mm -hmm. 52 sucks. You know, well, you feel good about it. Well, that's what's important, mm -hmm. isn't it? And you tried. Mm -hmm. I, I just speaking about education and self-esteem. I was listening to a. Have you ever listened to Hidden Brain? Yes. Yeah, I was listening to this Hidden Brain episode where this guy who studied psychology was talking about his. Uh, his experience with a couple of different mentors. And one of them, this professor, he had written this paper and turned it in. And he, he was walking by the professor's office and the professor called out, Joe, or whatever the guy's name is, come in here. He comes in and he, the professor takes the paper 
and holds it like at a distance and turns his head away and goes, I think this is yours. <laughs> <laughs> and gives it back to him. And then he, he goes off and rewrites the paper right. because it, was, it really wasn't up to standards. And worked on it like the whole rest of the weekend, worked on it studiously, brought it back, turned it in. And then the professor uh, came into his office and apparently he was like a graduate student. Okay. Came into his office and, and set it down in front of him, put his hand on his shoulder and said, now this is worth criticizing. Uh, okay. There you go. <laughs> now, even that, that's not praise. <laughs> you know? No. This is something, no. it's at least, it's at least something worth taking your time to decide what's wrong with it. <laughs> but that you know? first smelly thing was yeah. not <laughs> It wasn't worth... even worth criticizing. So bad it's not even wrong. Just, just like not even worth. But no, no concept of self-esteem, no concept of building it up and making him feel better. Just no. Here's some standards to follow. Yeah, well, you know, for those who say it's, you know, it's two things. It's lack of, well, it's either lack of funding or, you know, uh, systemic racism. Right. That ha you have so many inner city failing schools. Yeah, well, that none of those things are case in this. I none of these things are going on here. Right. I uh, don't. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I, I guess one thing to say is focusing on self-esteem is obviously not the answer. That throwing resources at something is obviously not the answer. He probably consulted with a bunch of education experts to figure out you know, yeah. what to do. That's right. not the answer. No, because no, what he should have done was walk literally down the block to this high school that he graduated from, yeah. which is a Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. Now... I understand that. Well, this is actually this actually makes the point. You can't compare the two because they're from such different backgrounds, which then makes the point. Mm -hmm. It's about the background. So yeah. when these kids, so these kids who who are going to who go are going to uh, most likely church going, financially stable homes because yeah. they're paying this tuition, yeah. are already the, they are going to succeed. You have to have parents who are involved. You have to have parents who are encouraging stuff. You have to have books in the house. You think you have to have an environment at the home where parents are encouraging kids to do their homework, to read a book, to you know, to go to school. We're here, these Baltimore kids, they're only going to school one day every two weeks, and somehow the parents are, are you know not stopping that. So what this reminds me of is. It's kind of like the fatherless crisis that we have in the country right now. People say they want to address the, the problem of lack of fathers in the home, which is great. Yes, we should do that. It's going to take 40 years. It, it was 40 years in the making to make this problem. Yeah. It's going to be 40 years in the making to solve this problem. Right. You're not going to just all of a sudden pass a bill or start a new group and all of a sudden... Change the culture. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's just not going to happen. So in order to make these schools better, you can't just throw uniforms and tuition assistance right. at them. There has to be some other kind of a change. And it, now, why did I get a smug little feeling when I first, when I first, when this was first announced, mm -hmm. when they first said, so remember that school LeBron James started five yeah. years ago? Right. 
Then they read this statistic. Five years later, not one student there. Uh, you know, there was a little schadenfreude. There was a little bit of... Rejoicing in someone else's failure. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. So, so I, I want to do a little self-analysis here. Yeah. What... This is what I've come up with. Okay. Is seeing bad ideas that should have been known to be bad before you even started mm -hmm. fail gives me the hope that, well, maybe this is an example of what not to do and we can turn and do the, and do the right thing. Maybe somebody I, will learn. And maybe somebody, maybe somebody will learn. So to me, the, the thing that needs to be learned is that good intentions don't make something work. I mean, LeBron, on the one hand, you have to say, well done. Yes. You spent a bunch of your money. Yes. You tried to, to give back. He, you he identified you tried... a problem. He, yeah. he really, he didn't just, he didn't just write the check from his foundation. Yeah. He seemed to be actively involved. He goes to the place. He visits the place. He, yeah, he's he's involved. He's invested. And he's, I mean, he rec and recognizing that, this is what he wants part of his legacy to be beyond yeah. the billionaire basketball player. He's right. going to be doing other things, and this is really important to him. So I mean, he didn't half-ass it. Right. So for all those things, well done. Great. So the, the problem, though, is you're grabbing a hold of this idea that what's keeping kids back yes. is he, the wrong things. He's, yes. What's keeping them back is that they don't have uniforms, or what's keeping them back is that all these other things. No, what's keeping them back is probably the culture that they're living in and not having, they probably didn't have uh, the, the kind of uh, curriculum at the school that would, that would help them to learn. I mean, for example, a lot of modern methods of teaching aren't very good, you know, so the, how about just good old Catholic school rote learning? Give me your times tables. <laughs> I don't want to see how you can almost get the right answer with new math. And feel good about it. Memorize it and be able to spit it back to me. Gosh, I watched this. Watch the you know man on the street. Mm -hmm. People literally couldn't do three times three times three. Uh -huh. uh, you know, even even on college campuses. Wow. Eight times seven. All right. If it takes you a while, that's if you have to use your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but don't just guess because it's hard I hard to do eight by se times seven on your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can get close. Is what I'm saying. Maybe maybe you could do seven times seven because everybody knows those. Okay, what, and then what's one more? Okay, you get you there. Right. Not not just go. Got me. What? I'm not sure they would even know that seven times seven plus seven is the same thing as eight times seven. Yeah, yeah, and these are these are college kids. I don't know what right. you're expecting from this. This sad bunch here, but uh, so, but again, need uh, fancy teaching methods. Hmm, this is it. There's the there's the board. Yeah, write it a hundred times. That's what we did. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I distinctly remember the the teacher going up on the blackboard, writing all the equations up on the board, and your job was to write them down and do them. Yeah. Right. And the thing I didn't like about school was the teacher would go up, write all the problems down on the blackboard. And I would write them down, do them, write them down, do them. She'd get to the end of the board, and I'd be done. And then she'd say, okay, you got a half an hour to do these. Right. It's like, right. What, what were you guys doing while she was writing them out? <laughs> no, exactly. Everybody else is sitting around playing Wait games. Wait for her to finish, but then start to write them down? <laughs> yes. So, uh, so, look, when I see my, my schadenfreude goes up 
when I when I see, did you see targets moving out of oh, Seattle? Yeah. Oh, every, oh, 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 everywhere you would expect. And you know what's going to happen? They're moving out of Portland. They're moving out of Harlem. They're moving out of Oakland. They're moving out of San Francisco. What's going to happen is they're going to get accused of racism. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, the grocery stores are moving out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all moving out, and I go good, mm-hmm. right? With a little self, with a little smug satisfaction. Mm-hmm. But that's terrible for the people who live there. But how else? It's in a sort of. What did you think was going to happen? Yes. What See, did you think was going? What, what were your ideas? Your 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 PhD level ideas. You yeah. got a P. You you got the PhD by writing a paper about how good this was going to be. There there is a enjoyment in watching the failure of smug, stupid liberal ideas. Yeah. There there is definitely now I realize that there's that. there's a body count involved. Yeah. And other people are suffering along the way, and. Crime rates going up, and perfectly decent people who can't get out of those neighborhoods are now suffering f- from the defund the police. Mm-hmm. But again, like, what the hell did you think was going to happen? Yeah. And then, so when it happens, the most obvious thing happens. Mm-hmm. I can't help but take a little bit of pleasure in it, and I uh, feel bad about that. Right, but, uh, <laughs> but I can't stop myself. Yes. So LeBron, you this know, is a, and this is what this is. A, this is a, one of those cases. The rest, of, people who have, who do have half the resources, yeah. are doing better than these kids. Yes, and I also saw. I don't have the the stats with me. It's not just that. It's that. Well, one kid was beaten to death in the parking lot. Oh, nice. So that the violence in the school, kids are transferring out mm-hmm. because you can't even provide basic, basic safety. And has, you know, I don't know if they have Baltimore levels of truancy, but very high truancy rates. So what what exactly are you doing? I thought you were addressing these things. I don't know if you can send social workers to every home, but it sounds like that's what's going on. All the parents are invited in, and you're right, so there's there's got to be a higher level of communication. Yeah. So even, if that doesn't even work, where where are you left except saying, first off, don't come every year with your terrible statistics in, 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 with hat in hand. Yeah. And say, you know, the next politician gets hired when he promises to fix the problem. By you know, even though you just recently had a forty percent increase in the money spent, mm-hmm. don't be fooled by that. That's not the solution. And the other thing is, the in the belief of equity, or you know, go back to no child left behind. Yeah. Look, you can't start pumping all your resources into kids into complete failures. Some people are going to be left behind. So let me let me ask you a strategy question, okay? Yes. You've got you've got three armies. You've got uh, one army on on the left, one army on the right, and you've got a third army in reserve, okay? The army on the left is getting their butts handed to them. The army on the right is kicking butt. Where do you put your reserves? Yeah, right. The the, the correct answer strategically right. is to move them in with the army that's winning and finish that one up and then go take care of the army that's losing. Uh-huh. That, that's supposed to be the correct strategic answer. So my r- advice for LeBron James, rather than coming up with some brand new thing that you think is gonna solve this problem, find places that are doing well and invest the money in them. Find, find schools that are doing well and try to make expand on that. You got it right. Think, yeah, but how many of those kids you could have sent to private school with your two million dollars? Yes. Which apparently just it, you know, went to sprucing up the building and you know, <laughs> right. hiring yoga instructors and putting uh, sayings on the wall and yeah, putting beautiful a statue. sayings on the wall, right. statues of himself. Right. 
Yeah. So instead of doing instead of doing this brand new thing that's your own great genius idea, find something that's actually working in the real world and put the money towards that. And but then make a <laughs> but, but how many times do you get a brand new thing that costs two million dollars that makes the problem worse? And the response is what? We didn't pay enough. We, yeah. didn't, we, we needed to try harder. Yeah, if we had $4 million, yeah. it would have been successful. Well, you know, that's you, you, that's you, always the You answer. actually made the problem worse with the $2 million. Yes, we didn't go far enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's like we tried this dumb thing and it fails. Well, we need to double down. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah you're already in now. What, what is that? The used car fallacy or the... Uh, what some cost. Some, some cost fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm already in for two mil. And <laughs> fire everybody, and then everybody's gonna be mad. And... Yeah. All right. Well, LeBron, you're a great basketball player, and uh, thank you for trying. But next time, uh, talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Remember that time when you surprised me with. James Carville as the man of the week. I do, yes. I am going to surprise you with California. California as the as the what of the week? As the man of the week. California as the man of the week. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but I am talking about Huntington Beach, California. Okay. Which is right, which is basically in Los Angeles. All right. They did something right. California becomes first. Here. I think, had, I think it should be on national news if someone in California did something right. That would... So, remember in 2021 when California became the first state in the nation to announce COVID vaccine requirements for schools, right? So, they're, they're, always, they're always out in front. They are, they all, are, out, they are out in front. They yes. are always out in front, often for the worst reasons, yes. but mm -hmm. they, don't, tell, you know, don't tell them that. Mm -hmm. So, I, my thought was, please tell me that after the madness was over, that people went to their state houses and said, all right, we're not doing that again. <laughs> right. Right. Emergency powers, you, you, the state can no longer do... Well, here we That'd have 20, nice. 2023. Mm -hmm. An entire American city has just voted to officially ban all future mask and vaccine mandates. Okay. Huntington Beach, California. Mm -hmm. Which is right there, in, you know, it's... Down the street. From... And, and Newsom's probably going to send the National Guard after him or something. Well, yes. But they prevent... This is what I want to see more. Preemptive... How long does it take to get the legislature together? I know you need emergency powers if there's been a hurricane. Yeah. Because everybody can't get there. But you can put on your little masks and go in. And go in. You can vote remotely. You can do whatever. If you want these kinds of powers, you have to go through the legislature. Mm -hmm. right? Just get yeah. rid of this idea that you... So, but these people—they they went even further in uh, Huntington Beach, California. They—they they just officially voted to ban. You cannot mandate masks and vaccines. Okay. Well, see, I'm not sure I agree with that because there are situations where a vaccine should be mandated. I mean, there there are uh, there are diseases and things where the government did have to mandate a vaccine. You know, like measles and mumps right. and those kinds of things. So, I'm not against having mandatory vaccines for, in general, I'm against having mandatory vaccines for COVID. It obviously was not necessary for COVID. But there are situations where a, a vaccine would be required. Through, through, through the legislature. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not with emergency powers. Yeah. yeah yes. But there, 
there certainly are times when the government should say everybody has to get this vaccine. I mean, the, uh, that's what the federal government did. Right? That's right. They, they, yeah. didn't, they did. Congress didn't vote for these mandates and, and uh, mandatory vaccines before all military and you know whatever else. Everything yeah. really, right? They, the, the idea was every employer had to force yes. mandates on any employer. What with more than fifteen people or whatever the number was. Yes. Yeah, well, the, the, what we did with COVID was obviously, in retrospect, really stupid. And I hope some people are learning, and it sounds like these guys are. And that's, yeah, I like a little, a little preemptive action. Yes. Good for you, Huntington Beach. All right, well done.